Hi there, I'm Nathan Montgomery, and this is A Good Word for Today. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast. A Good Word for Today is the audio ministry of Lutheran Church of the Resurrection in Cocoa Beach. Uh, Here on A Good Word for Today, we share sermon audio, Q&As, and other helpful information and audio that will help you in your faith journey. Let's join Pastor Marge for today's message. Well, today's gospel is taken from the fourth chapter I'm trying to think here. Yes, the fourth chapter of Mark. If you'd like to follow along in the Bible, you're welcome to do that. It's probably on page 30 of your Bible. Um, And it begins at the 35th verse. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with a great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? The gospel of our Lord. And I want you to please know that if you need a Bible, you're welcome to take that Bible home with you. If you know someone who needs a Bible, please, this is so important that we want to get the word into everybody's hand. You're welcome to take it and pass it along to your friend or neighbor. Now, I'm thinking about this this storm, calming the storm here. You know, but you think about it, by all accounts, at least several of Jesus' disciples, they are experienced fishermen and boatmen. So not only are they experienced, but they also probably know the Sea of Galilee like the back of their hand. So they know on this body of water, these violent storms can suddenly appear and then they disappear just as fast. So their panic and reaction to this storm should give us a clue to how bad it really was. You know, their boat was probably an open fishing boat and it had the low sides and the water is coming in over the sides faster than they could bail it out. They are in danger of sinking at night, which only increases their odds of drowning. And yet, through it all, Jesus is asleep. But isn't that how often we feel it is in our lives. We get caught up in a financial storm, a health care storm, a relationship storm, and we bail like crazy, and it feels like Jesus is asleep. He's unaware of our problems, or worse, he's unconcerned with our problems, or even worse, 
Jesus has chosen to judge us that we've done something wrong and we're being punished. The disciples on the boat, they have one clear advantage. They know without a doubt that Jesus is in the boat with them. They can see him. A number of years ago, I was on a six-day boundary waters canoe trip with seven junior high kids and one other adult. And we found ourselves stranded on a little rock of an island right in the middle of the lake. It was our last day. We needed to get back home and we needed to get across the lake. But as we came out of the bay onto the edge of the lake, the wind was so fierce and driving and the waves were crashing up over our canoes, spraying water in our faces, soaking our gear and our clothes and drenching our hopes. The lake no longer felt like a lake but a giant sea. It was churning and frothing and it seemed impossible to pass. So there we were, standing on that little island, looking across this white capped lake and wondering how to get across. I was wondering how I was going to convince everyone to get back into their canoes. My adult leader was looking at me wild-eyed, and some of the kids were crying. Everyone was wet and cold, and I was trying to come up with just the right words that would uh, just give that right amount of resolve to muster the kind of strength and fortitude that would get us back into our canoes. The WWJD movement just hit, you know, what would Jesus do? And I'm remembering, what would Jesus do in that moment? And then one of the kids the smallest one on the trip, walked up to me and she handed me a piece of candy. It was an hour and later. She walked around to everyone and handed them a piece of the now and later candy. And she looked at me and she said, you know, my grandma told me that whenever I get into trouble, I should eat a now and later. Because things might be tough now, but later, it will be better. And later today, when we are gathered around the fire, getting all warmed up, this won't seem so bad. In that moment, it was like the switch had been flipped and everything changed for us. And on the surface, it may not have been as dramatic as, as, as those early disciples experienced, but deep down, it was just as comforting. The wind may not have died down, but the wind didn't seem scary anymore. The waves were still crashing, but they didn't seem as high or threatening anymore. And that's the real power that Jesus shows us time and a time again. The tears dried up. The strength returned. 
And sitting around the campfire later that night, each of us was able to witness to God's power in our lives. Storms do what storms do. They are powerful and dangerous, and they can obscure everything around us. Storms can make us focus on only the power and the danger of the storm so much that we lose sight of the fact that Jesus is right there in the boat with us. Do we get busy bailing? Or do we freeze in terror? What do you do when the storm hits? A few months ago, a friend told me that her friend was going through this unthinkable, a divorce. And they have two young kiddos, and divorce was simply not an option. My friend said, she told me, that she needed to give her friend a call. And she thought about it for a while, and she decided, hey, it, it just wasn't the right time. We were coming back from shopping, and we were trying to get things ready for the next day, but she decided her friend was probably busy, and that might, she might not want to talk anyways. All legitimate reasons. But my friend just couldn't let it go. And she decided to invite her friend over to watch a movie and to chat. So she sent a text. See, what my friend didn't know at that particular time, at that very moment that she sent that text, her friend was convulsing on the kitchen floor, alone in the house, praying for someone to desperately help her. She was screaming out into the teeth of the storm, what the disciples were screaming, help me, Jesus, I'm perishing. The storm was at full power, and Jesus came to her via a text message. The storm was stilled, and my friend and her friend sat in, in front of a movie that they didn't actually watch, and they just talked the night away. That's the power of Jesus. As Christian people, we are called to faith, to believe in a power that is stronger than the wind and the waves of a raging sea. And that person who calls us to faith is Jesus. And Jesus, he comes to us in that young, small child or a voice of a friend. Jesus is with you in the storms and has the power to lift you off the floor so that you can live again. Are you in a storm right now? Call out to Jesus. Scream if you want to. Jesus is in the boat with you and Jesus will be faithful. Maybe things are smooth sailing for you right now. Maybe the storms have yet to hit, or they have come and gone. Be open to the reality that you can be the voice of Jesus in someone else's life. Be open to the reality that through you, someone will know the power of Jesus. Do you know someone who needs the power 
in their life right now? This week, make a commitment of time. Set aside all of those legitimate reasons and make that phone call. Write that letter. Send that text or invitation to that person. Go have a movie. Go have coffee. Go have a meal together. Or go watch a movie that you don't actually watch. The storm is raging. And your voice will be the power of Jesus. Amen. Well, amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Marge. And thank you for listening in to A Good Word for Today. You can find more information about Lutheran Church of the Resurrection at goresurrection.com. And if you have a question or something you'd like for us to discuss or answer, you can email me, Nathan, at goresurrection.com. We look forward to hearing from you, and we will see you next time here on A Good Word for Today.